Welcome to Family Business Today, where we feature prominent local and national family business owners. We also talk to top family business experts to discuss relevant topics, including communications, business culture, family relationships, succession and estate planning, values, as well as conflict resolution. Brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business, I'm your host, Greg Lewis. Our guest today is Chris Polk. Chris is a third-generation member of his family agribusiness located in Ray, Georgia. Started by Chris's grandfather, Jacob, Muscadine Products Corporation is an agribusiness enterprise based in the middle of the world's largest muscadine vineyards. Hello, Chris. Welcome to Family Business Today. Hi, Greg. Great to be with you. Well, good to have you. So, Chris, uh, tell us about your family business, Muscadine Products Corporation. So, yeah, so let me, I guess I'll back up about 50 years, and in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, my grandfather was looking for ways to diversify his farm and his farming operation, and and he started exploring some, at the time, alternative crops and looking at uh, growing different types of crops, and he um, landed on muscadines. He landed on several other fruits, but muscadines through the years have been you know, the, the most um, conducive for our climate, and we've developed um, so, sort of a niche market with, uh, with the fresh muscadines. In the late 90s, he started realizing as grocery stores and buyers wanted higher quality fruit, uh, more, you know, tighter grades on, on the muscadines that they were growing, we started realizing that we had fruit muscadines that didn't make it to market, and so we tried to think of some ways that we could utilize the grapes that weren't being sold to the grocery stores. And so he approached me as I was graduating from college. He said, I've got an idea. I think we could make a business out of this. Um, but if you, know, so if you want to come back and start this thing, you know, you take it and it's yours to run with. And so that was sort of the initial idea and conversation of how Muscadine Products Corporation was, was started. Uh, so we just started out making grape juices, and then that led to other value-added type products. We started the company in 2004, so that was 14 years ago that we started this pro- agribusiness that, like you mentioned in the introduction, is is located right in the middle of my family's vineyard, Polk Vineyards, and we grow more muscadines here than, than really anywhere else in the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so, um, uh, you know, when we were uh, talking about this, I started thinking about uh, uh, when I was growing up, uh, Dad and I would go down in the woods behind behind Aunt Ruby's house and pick wild muscadines to make jelly and juice, which uh, sometimes even ended up fermenting into wine. Uh, so, and but mm-hmm. you know, some of our listeners may not really know what a muscadine is. Is it a grape? What what is muscadine? Yeah, great question. Muscadines are America's native grape, so they grow from southeastern coastal Virginia all the way to eastern Texas, and with the exception of higher elevation places in the, in the Appalachians and all. So they're a southern grape. They are different than other grapes you see that grow in California and you buy in the grocery stores most of the year. They are seeded. They have a thicker skin, but they uh, and it's a very unique flavor. It's a sweeter grape, 
than than other grapes that you would uh, you'd find in the grocery store. But yeah, so <clears throat> I like to say they're America's native grape. When we're processing them for all of these, we, we make a lot of health products. So they, what we've realized is they're higher in antioxidants than any other grape. Very, very healthy for you. So I like to say they're also the the super fruit of the South. Okay. So very good. Really very unique things. Isn't a unique grape? Okay. Anywhere else in the world. Well, good. Yep. Well. Well, let's let's get into the uh, family business part of it. So, uh, your family business. So, your grandfather started it, but who's involved in the business? Family members that are involved in the business today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my grandfather started the business, and my dad, when he graduated from college, he came back to the the farm and and started and of course planted some muscadine uh, a little bit at the time and. So he's involved, and I have uh, an uncle, my dad's youngest brother. Uh, so my dad's name is Gary, J.W., my uncle. He's also involved, and he grows muscadine as well. So those are the two other family members directly involved in the farm okay. and, uh, and my in this agribusiness. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good, very good. So you're the third generation, and your your dad went off to uh, college, uh, uh, I'm assuming the University of Georgia? <laughs> oh, goodness. No, actually, he uh, he he went down to Florida. And, Florida, okay. And got a degree in agronomy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we're kind of the black sheep. We're kind of the black sheep here in, in, our, in Georgia. But, no, he... He got an agronomy degree in uh, at the University of Florida. Okay, and uh, yeah, so so you would so uh, so he came back into the family business. So uh, so uh, how about you, Chris? You're the third generation. When did you know that you were going to be involved in the family business? So it was when I was. Right after I graduated, as I went to Georgia Tech, so I had no idea, that no plans of coming back to the family business. Cause mm-hmm. At the time, it was just a farm, just a vineyard, which is a great thing, but I didn't see myself out in the field, you know, growing grapes and, and all of that and, and farming other crops. And so, um, but, so I got a degree in civil engineering from Georgia Tech, and, and my grandfather called me. I mean, I distinctly remember particular evening where we had actually food network featured us in a in a little series about unique things that are grown and made in different regions and Mm. so they highlighted our our vineyard and our muscadines in this little three-part segment and uh, talked about peaches and onions and and then muscadines and and he said he called me after it aired and he said i think we can do this and so if you want to come back you know, I remember standing in the my living room of our apartment, and my wife grew up here in in our small community, and and uh, so we were both in Atlanta. And she said, "I think this is our chance. You know, this is our chance to move back." And, okay. You know, she was teaching school at the time, and but yes, I remember that invitation, and uh, that was in two thousand two. Sure. 
Well, I, I think uh, a lot of times uh, you, you're really clear. A lot of uh, of people coming back to the family business. One, there's some type of uh, invitation. There's some type of a vision of the founder of what could be, and then there's that third third one, which many times is the most important one, is is that opportunity to come back home uh, and to, to to the community that you grew up in, and many times that your spouse grew up in, and and to create family there as well, which is very very important. So, uh, so you your grandfather. Uh, uh, Invited you back. You, you and your wife decided to come back. So, so what was your first job in the family business? My first job was a little bit of everything. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, okay. So I was I was out in the field. I okay. Was, uh, helping in our small little office at the time, and it was just trying to figure out my place. You know, but. My, my grandfather, you know, he invited me back to do something that had never been done before. Mm-hmm. And so along the way, my primary role was trying to create something that had never been there before. So create this business of muscadine products, mm-hmm. juices, jellies, and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. But it, it was sweeping and pruning and driving trucks and everything else in between as well. Sure, sure. So you took that civil engineering degree you got at Georgia Tech and uh, and became an entrepreneur. Yeah, you were starting and uh, building <laughs> a, another business there. So that's that's great. Well, thanks for thanks. So so you so this was something that you were creating that relatively new that your grandfather, your father were involved in. So what was the biggest personal challenges that you faced personally when joining the family business as a family member? For me, it was taking personal responsibility for my realm of Responsibility, you know, so so owning what I had been giving, given, mm-hmm. and not blaming the outcome on somebody else. Um, there were there were a couple of years where, you know, I, I was asked to sell things, make things that I didn't, you know, really choose to make. Um, we, but with the muscadines were there, so there needs something needs to be done. And and I would bemoan the opportunity and say, well, that's, ah, that's I wouldn't have done it that way. I don't want to do this. Instead of saying, you know, said I should have said, look, this is, you know, to, you know, to whom, you know, if you're responsible with a little bit, you know, more will be given to you. I should have just taken that attitude to start with. And that mm-hmm. was probably one of my biggest personal challenges starting out is, you know, this isn't what I signed up for. Um, and realizing instead of taking that attitude, saying you know, well, what can I do to help, and really owning what I've been given. Sure, sure, that's that's great. That's great. So, so uh, what's what's been the benefits of uh, being involved in the family business? Uh, obviously, uh, working with your family, coming back to your hometown. But what's what's been the the real benefits for you to uh, to be involved in your family business? The benefit is knowing 
even in the frustrating times, knowing through the thick and thin that we all want the best for each other. You know, knowing that uh, when my grandfather, when I was reporting directly to him, and when I first started out, and when I, and even, you know, up till when he passed away two year and a half ago, knowing that he wanted the best for all of us, mm-hmm. knowing. You know, that we're here for each other. Now, that's the, the greatest benefit is that, and that's how I run my business, this most kind of products, is like a family, you know. Sure. That's, the greatest, I believe, the greatest benefit. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, um, so you, you came, actually came back out of, uh, of, out of Georgia Tech and came directly into the family business. So you really didn't work somewhere prior to coming back into the business, but just, from what you what you uh, know, what's really been the best thing about working in the family business, as say compared working for someone else? Well, and I, I co op through college, so okay. I did work like I'd work a semester and go to school a semester, sure. and then I had some part time jobs, and and I worked for six months right out of tech uh, for the state of Georgia for the okay. Department of Natural Resources, and and that was a great experience, and worked with some great folks. Um, you know, but I would say the best thing about working in our family business as compared to somewhere else is that, uh, that family, and you can have a great culture anywhere. It's really up to everybody to, to do it, but, uh, just, I guess knowing that we're all here, really knowing because it's mine, knowing that we're here for each other. You know, we're really we're all leaning in towards mm-hmm. each other. Sure. And uh, I would say that just that confidence uh, is what makes working in the family business better than, than really anywhere else. Um, and the fact that my house is a half a mile away from my <laughs> office. Um, I've been here every night. Of you know, I could you name a night and an hour, and I've been here yeah. know, through the years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But. Uh, but, you know, just the convenience as well yeah. um, in our yeah. small community. Yeah, there's an advantage and a, <laughs> a curse to being <laughs> so close to it. But it is a 24 it is a 24 hour seven day a week job because the muscadines are growing all the time. So it's good. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. and uh, you have you know wine and tanks, and it's got to stay cold. Then the power goes out. And, yeah, you that's, know that's okay. It's my name on the that's <laughs> on your the name. Sign. I've got to go. That's Go right. Get it, you know. That's yeah. right. So obviously, your grandfather was someone that was very, uh, very important uh, to you and to your family and 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 everything else. Uh, and, and as you began this whole process, but what were what were the values that were taught to you by your grandfather and passed on town to your dad that are, have been very important to you uh, in continuing the family business uh, to where it is today? First, I would say that everything is is from God, and it's mm-hmm. all for Him. It's all from Him and for Him. And so we, you know, we come into this world and go through this world with open hands. So He gives it to us, and it's is for his for his glory, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, so our relationships with our employees, relationships with our vendors, our customers, everybody, you know, we're 
you translate that and transfer that over to those relationships. You know, so you're treating others the way Christ has treated us. You know, so he let, you know laid his life down for us. We should treat others like that. Um, that's that's one. But then this consistency and discipline to make it better, make it better, and we consistently, you know, seek to make it better. We seek to make a great product. We seek to to take care of the land that we are tending um, as best we can. Just you know, consistency, that sense of responsibility. I would say those are a handful of of the core values that mm-hmm. my grandfather. Of course, instilled in my dad, and then on to me and my siblings, you know. And my dad has three brothers, and I would say they'd probably say the same thing, is that he, you know, just that it's from God, it's for him, and the personal discipline, but then care for others and, and the world around us. Very good. So uh, you're really, you're, what you're talking about is uh, it's uh, better to serve than be served, the uh, whole idea of that servant leadership. So, well, thanks Absolutely. for Absolutely. Sh- yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. So, um, you know, every, everything's perfect in families until it's not. <laughs> so uh, how, how does your family uh, deal with uh, disagreements on business issues? Well, in theory, if we ever had a disagreement, this is what we would. I'm just kidding. We, no, there are there are, there are disagreements. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, we all do. Nobody sees everything the same way, but um, you know, it's really left up to um, that person. So it, it works really well with us, and it. It was not. I wish I could say that it was a conversation and a master plan that we developed in a business meeting, but it was really kind of developed organically, and maybe just me coming to realize that they, my, gran- my grandfather and my dad were doing it this way the whole time. But we just—if it's your area of responsibility, you take care of it, and I'm not going to try to trump you. I'm not going to try to interject myself and meddle in your business. You know, um, so. We're going to help each other, um, but if you say you like the color green and I like the color blue, but you're the one picking colors, you know, at the end of the day, it's your decision. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, I would say that's kind of an informal way of how we've handled uh, sure. disagreement. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so someone someone takes responsibility for it. I suppose you, the big thing is is you don't want anyone to give away the farm. <laughs> Or, or. Well, <laughs> that's true. Now, now, through, like, big business decisions, I will say, like, so my grandfather incorporated his farm in the business. Mm-hmm. And so when he passed away, my dad and his three brothers inherited those shares equally. And they have had a couple of, a handful of business meetings to make formal business decisions. Yes, sure. How do we handle this, who's going to manage it, let's vote on that, those kinds of things. So they have had those. Um, so, yeah, just to, so, yeah, to set your, uh, I guess, concerns aside, head ease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah There have right. been business meetings. Right. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Good. So, uh, so, how's your experience uh, being in the family business been different from what you expected? Well, I grew up in it, 
when I was, you know, I mean, my grandfather started this before I was born, started the vineyard, me and the Greeks. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in it. I guess, like I said earlier, you know, it's been different in that I, when I first moved back, I thought it was going to be one thing, like he was just going to toss me the keys to the car and say, take off. And I was really riding shotgun for a while, mm-hmm. um, figuratively, you know. So uh, that that was a little different. But through the years, as you prove yourself, you know, that, that's one thing. You know, I said, okay, this is a little bit I've been given. This is 15, 17 years ago. You know, here's a little bit I've been given. I'm going to just do my best with that. And then I would get a little more and a little more. And and, I, and so then I would present ideas, present opportunities, um, and and he was great, and my dad's been great about you know not uh, making every single decision. They said, "Hey, this is look, we're paying you to take care of this. You do it. Take care of it. You know, um, I mean, we're happy to advise if you want to, where you feel like you need us to advise, but otherwise." I mean, you've proven yourself so far, you know, this one more step is, you can handle that too, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good, very good. So, uh, Chris, uh, you know, there may be someone out there listening uh, that may be second generation, third generation, may be fourth, fifth, may you know, maybe uh, further out that may have been in the business in their family business for a while and maybe uh, struggling a little bit uh, now with their relationship with their families and be- being in the business, or they may be considering joining their business, uh, their family business now, uh, graduating from college or uh, having been in the private sector now looking at coming to family business. What what's what's some of the things you've learned about working the family business that might be helpful to the, to some of our listeners who may be considering joining their family business? Right, it's a great question. I would say that that new family member coming in or the family member considering joining, they need to have a specific place. They don't need to just say, I'm back, and start uh, with no specific ju- position or a new venture that everyone's agreed it needs to be done. Because um, with me, there was uh, this new venture. We want to start making things out of muscadines. We've never done it. And both my dad and my grandfather said, uh, we have our plates full. We can't. We're not the ones to do it. And, you know, and it was their choice. They asked me to come back to do that. Um, Had that not been there, I don't know that there would have been a place for me. You know, otherwise I would have, um, you know, there wouldn't have been enough uh, revenue or enough to do. You know, they they would have had to maybe let somebody go for me to be there. You know, so I would just say make sure there's a specific job position like hey we need a cfo and our cfo left or we don't have that space so or that position filled so here come and fill that job or we're looking we're considering this new venture why don't you know can you do this mm-hmm. um and not just make something up just for 
you know, don't just make something up just to be there. Good point. Good point. I see that so often uh, working with families um, uh, and their their children is, is I think what you're, what you're saying is is that uh, if you're considering bringing uh, a, a son or daughter or son and daughters considering coming into the business is, is they they need to have uh, a job description, job responsibilities, or whatever, so that they have a clear idea of what their their roles, uh, their responsibilities are going to be coming into the into the business. And so I, that's mm-hmm. that that's a huge thing there. And of course, you had the opportunity of actually coming in to create. Uh, a new uh, business venture uh, for for the family business, so you were really able to sort of create uh, your your role there in the company. So, so mm-hmm. again, that's that's great, very good. So, so uh, there's a mom or dad who's listening to this, and they're considering inviting their son or daughter to join join the family business. What advice would you offer to them? Sort of the flip side of that. You know, identify that seat on the bus. You know, identify that, um, you know, the the job that needs to be done. Identify this new venture that you've got in mind and and really make it an invitation. Not, um, you know, I just, I, I think about the way my grandfather presented it and it was like, you know, if you want to, we would love to have you. If you don't, I completely understand, and we're going to love you like we've always loved you. Uh, we may or may not do this without you, but there's not going to be any hard feelings one way or the other. Um, if you do come back, here are some expectations. You know, we, we hustle, so we've got a lot of Good. work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, um, but that's, why that's why we're inviting you, because we know that you can do, do that. Um, so that I would guess that would be, and I have a 14 year old, 11 year old, and a and a newborn, yeah. and I thought about these things. It's like you know, okay, 10 years from now, with my older two, you know, 10, 15 years from now, you know, if they're when they get out of college, and they, you know, are kind of figuring out adulthood, and you know, um, they've expressed interest in coming back, and so I thought, okay, what would they do? Because we're not just making space. I might as well just buy a couch for them to sit on it. We're just making space for them, you know. So we don't do that. We got things to do. Um, so what's a new venture that they could start, or 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 how can I grow the business to a point where there is something needed that we're not doing now, you know? So good point. Good yeah, point. That would be a couple of ideas, a couple of thoughts. Yeah. And of course, ultimately, the fact of the matter is, is just like your grandfather uh, started started the the, the company. Uh, he passed away two years, a year and a half ago. Your dad and his uh, brothers are there now, and now you, and you're talking about your children. But ultimately, one of the greatest things that we can do for our family and family business is, is one is to prepare the next generation, if they want to be involved in the business, to, to be able to uh, uh sustain the business from one generation to another so uh, great wisdom great wisdom great wisdom with the children and it is two-sided because as a parent now and and since my grandfather's passing i realize a lot more now because it's my name my name on the on the uh 
line of credit, you know, <laughs> uh, when I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, so the kids need to realize, you know, this is, isn't just something that happens anyway. It's their, you know, their blood, sweat, and tears on the line. Um, everything you grew up with, it was their blood, sweat, and tears on the line, you know. So it, it's really been, uh, I guess, you know, great, uh, I guess, kind of realignment for me is, is kind of just realizing how much has been on the line all these years mm-hmm. for for my grandfather and my dad. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that's 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 good. That's that's uh, so important, so important. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, so obviously you have conversations with your dad and and have conversations there. But uh, who do you go to outside of the family for for uh, mentoring, counseling, uh, counsel, uh, wisdom uh, uh, for yourself? So I read. Oh my goodness, I read, read, read. You know, I've read. The most boring of business finance <laughs> books. I, I read leadership books. Sure. Um, you know, I read uh, just reading everything that I can get my hands on about marketing and what might be applicable for our business. Mm-hmm. But I have two friends uh, who are, you know, one was my roommate in college, another fraternity brother from college, and and one I bounce ideas off of, and he actually helps me with our marketing. Mm-hmm. So, Matt. Phil and I talk uh, regularly, um, and then Adam Suter, my other friend, he he and I talk more about personal things, but just here are, you know, kind of frustrations, thoughts, dreams, fears, concerns, you know, around life. Sure. Um, and just, so, and he, he sort of does that himself as a coach um, yeah. mm-hmm. on his own, so he, he's really good at asking questions, and I appreciate that in him. And then I I read the E Myth Revisited several years ago, mm-hmm. which is Good book. about starting small business, thinking of the business as the product, not so much your product as the product, but mm-hmm. how can you kind of build it up so your business is the product? And and they actually they this, the E Myth group they do a great job of helping businesses with like templates, you know, a position agreement template, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of like not you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So they. They've been helpful um, Good. with some Good. mentoring, if you will. Yeah. Great, great. So, so uh, you really advise um, uh, someone to to have that outside counsel, that trusted advisor, even if it's just a friend, to have someone to oh, to lean into yeah. and have that conversation with. So, so let's Absolutely. get back to your dad. You, you and your dad. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Talk how, how 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 do you talk to him about your hopes, desires, fears, and concerns about your family and the business? How does that go? Usually, I, I have the luxury. I mean, I look out the front window of our office and I see their house. So, okay, I, you know, we'll see if his truck's there, and I walk across the yard, the yard early in the morning. But um, no, we we talk pretty candidly about uh, you know just. Here's here's some things that are going on. Here's some things that you know I see us having a little bump in the road with. Here's some things that could accelerate our you know our business. Here's some things going on at home. Um, like you said, hopes, desires, fears, concerns, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. And here's what I need. Can you help me with this? Or mm-hmm. here's uh, you know here's some things that I see. What can I do to help? 
you know, so on the flip side too is, you know, sure. I asking him, what can I do to help? Because he still, ha- you know, he manages my grandfather's estate and his whole farm and vineyard, and then he's got his own uh, farm and those acres of vineyards that he manages himself. So, so really help asking him, what can I do to help too? Good. That's great. That's yep. a great sign of maturity. So I know you've talked about your grandfather, founder of the company, died in 2017. So what's been the greatest challenge to the Polk family uh, business uh, since uh, your grandfather died? The biggest challenge has been in determining the best way forward with all of the, I guess, his estate. You know, is mm-hmm. deciding, you know, so there are four brothers who own it, and how do we go forward? You know, do we um, keep it as it is and manage this, even though two aren't, don't live here and aren't involved in the day-to-day operations? Do we, but like I mentioned, you know, you go, yay, you own a small business, but it's your name on the line. If yeah. you own you know, and in small business financing, you you know, whether you're involved in day to day or not, if you own it, it's also it could potentially be a liability. You know, so um, so just that's been a a, a challenge. I, you know, just trying to decide how to best navigate all of that, mm-hmm. um, and then um, yeah. So I think you know just how to best. Uh, make it worth everyone's while. We all agree it's a great thing. We have such a great thing. So um, how do we, how do we, what's the best way forward? Sure. You know, so, so there are some, there are assets, there are liabilities. We believe the assets outweigh the liabilities. What's the best way forward? Sure. That's kind of been the, because my grandfather just took care of it beforehand for yeah. his, for his estate. You know? Yeah. And that story will continue, so uh, that's great. Well, thanks for sharing that. Thanks there. So, so uh, Chris, you started, you came back, uh, you said, uh, 12, 14 years ago, joined the family business. You've, you've gotten Muscadine uh, Products Corporation going. You're involved in uh, uh, wine now as well as the juices and everything else. What's the next big thing on your agenda? I believe it is... is, is for anyone who knows me is going to laugh, but I think it, I really think it is uh, building out our winery and creating more of a destination for our farm. Mm-hmm. We really, I, I've grown up with it, so I've taken it for granted, but we have a really unique story. I'm the fifth generation on this farm, third generation in this vineyard and this operation, and, and just creating a destination here like none other so people can visit the winery and we host, you know, and then hosting events and just helping tell our story. I believe that kind of landed on this line that great stories were meant to be shared. And so trying to just share that and encourage others to live out a great story as well. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, agritourism is becoming a big, uh, big business. Uh, so uh, I'll look forward to to uh, coming down and uh, and and uh, yeah. partaking with you on that. 
So uh, yeah, so we're, we're sort of getting to the end of our time. What so so since y'all all live close together, I'm assuming that like most uh, families, you'll probably get together if not for Sunday dinner, you for some time around the dinner table. Well, what does your family generally talk about around the Sunday dinner table? Mm-hmm. Well, when my grandparents were alive, we would we 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 did get together at my grandparents' house and all the extended family and yeah. everybody, and we yeah. would talk about the crops and talk about yeah the the markets and stuff like that with the greats and who's doing what and catching up on personal things and and even unfortunately since his passing we still get together Uh, we get together at my dad's house and it's my brothers and sisters and my brother and sisters and their families for sunday and um, it's it's you know much the same very similar to what it was before and so we yeah, talk about um, they're not. My siblings are not involved in the the farming and the agribusness daily operations. So we don't, you know, talk business like that. Uh, you know, they don't talk shop around the dinner table, but but more the general business. And one thing, you know, family is our relationships with each other are most important, and so that's why. You know, we enjoy talking about what everybody's doing, and my my parents, between my siblings and myself, they have ten grandchildren. So, really, they kind of run the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the grandchildren. Yeah, usually yeah. when there's not any children, it's all business, and after after the grandchildren come along, it's all grandchildren. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, oh, that's that's, right. a, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. Well, Chris, uh, thank you for being our guest on Family Business today. It's it's been a real pleasure to to uh, learn more about uh, Muscadine Products Corporation. Uh, any of our listeners like to learn more about Muscadine Products Corporation, uh, visit their website at www.muscadineproducts.com. If you're listening to this podcast, you fully understand the importance of having community with like-minded family business members who understand the unique challenges of working together in a family business. Whether you are a founder or next-generation family business leader looking to grow your business and one day transition to the next generation, you may want to join one of our virtual family business roundtables. These small discussion groups of 10 to 12 individuals are made up of people just like you in similar family roles who have common interest and are committed to sharing their ideas and challenges in a confidential, trusting environment. Family and personal issues related to the family business are shared with the goal of seeking advice and finding solutions. If this sounds like you and you would like to be considered for one of the no more than 12 spots, uh, contact us at www.tncfb.com, Family Business Roundtables, or call me directly at 615-513-9028 to schedule an interview. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Family Business Day podcast brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business located in Nashville, Tennessee. To learn more about the Tennessee Center for Family Business, visit our website at www.tncfb.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. 